We got a fast break, line up this bound to shake your spines up. Reflect the light on the latest in sports, keep your blinds up. Hilarious swag is what you get in transition, like the truth when your man spitting. Man, listen, feels a man on the wing, mostly known for shots fired. On the other end, he'll lock you down like you got priors. PMO be the one setting the pitch, back you down with the bigger picture. Words to the Holy Scripture, need a fifth to stir the pot and add to the mixture. It's franchise, baby, pick it up. Yo, we need a fifth. We can get this mother loving show. What's up, world? This is We Need the Fifth. This your man, Mo. Got my man, P, in the building. Yo, what up? Got my man, Hill, at the table. Even on the triangular side, like, I, I supposed to be named second, but let's do it, though. Let's go. <laughs> NBA Finals is here. Game four. Whoa. Fellas, whoa. Chef. Curry is in the building. Please believe it. Fellas, I know y'all saw that game because we was in Discord talking about it. P, your thoughts. Just your immediate thoughts on game four. I mean, honestly, it wasn't that surprising to me. Okay, okay. This guy has three championships, two MVPs, should be one finals MVP, arguably the second best player of his era. Let I mean, you know. know what I mean? Like, I, I think I think people forgot we got um used to his greatness. Mm. I.e., when the conference finals hits, they had this hit me the silly question: Who's the best player left between him, Luca, um, Jimmy, Tatum? I thought it was disrespectful, but he already put in the work, so this this shouldn't be a surprise, All right? He did he did what he does. Yo, I was glad you brought that up because if y'all can remember on tape, I had Steph Curry as the fourth person left in the. I wasn't going to name that. Yeah, not Curry. <laughs> I wasn't going to name it. I got the Golden Gate background, so I know they can probably they're probably yelling in the back right now <laughs> off the bridge. But to be fair, I had him in, I had him fourth, and I may be slapped for that, just to put it French, just to be slapped for that. But me knowing what Steph is, I, I definitely took him for granted. So I mean. We'll, we'll continue, but that game four is, is one of the epic. That, this is his signature game, which I think all the skeptics are waiting for. I don't, if you can be skeptic on Steph Curry, mm-hmm. but this is the signature game in which will stand out, especially if they win a championship. But for me, it validates what I was looking for, which was a standout finals performance, which I had to have him stuff. Even though I had him great, I know he's great already. I, I needed that one game, though. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of performance that cements a legacy. And I think, unfortunately for Steph, because he's the leader of that team, because he's the superstar that he is, a lot of their faults or weaknesses fall on him. Just Mm -hmm. like the narrative so far before game four has been, hey, like you said, he hasn't had a signature moment in the finals. Right. This is a guy that's at, just tied Kobe Bryant for most 30-point games in the playoffs. Like, and, duh, right? You, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think because he's spoiled us with what he does in the regular season, especially during mm-hmm. his MVP, MVP seasons, we've the expectations, I, I feel, are a little high, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe this right. is that this is the type of expectations superstars have to deal with. 
And maybe that's that's the narrative that should be pushed forward. This is what superstars do. This is how you t- tell the superstars from the stars. You know, superstars show up. Superstars have signature moments where they obviously with no with no doubt in anyone's mind they carry the team this was steph curry's superstar moment i guess did he need this to crack into the top 10 of all time or i mean with the championship included let me let me add everything to it in your book both you guys does he need that signature performance and the championship to crack in the top 10 greatest plays of all time or was he there, and will the championship just push him lower and kick people out? I already know how I feel. So, Pete, uh, you want to go first? Um, I'm I'm of the thought that he's already in the top ten. I'm of the thought that most three pointers in in an NBA career is unanimous MVP. Just like Ooh. I just mentioned two seconds ago. He just tied Kobe Bryant for most 30-point games in the playoffs, period. Mm-hmm. I think it's him and Michael or LeBron. That's it in that, in that conversation. So it's Curry, Kobe, like- and Michael. That's it as far as 30-point games and stuff like that okay. in the playoffs during money time. And the championships... I know most people don't count this this season, but the 73 win season, I count that. That means something to me. He was part of that team. For me, he already had his place in the top 10 just because of the way he changed the game. He has, if it wasn't for Seth Curry, we would never have seen Trey Young in the NBA period. Trey Young wouldn't have been recruited in college. Period. If there weren't wasn't a Steph Curry, so for me, like I said, he's already in the top ten. Now, this kind of cements some of my arguments. If he's able to win this championship and secure a Finals MVP, I think it cements my argument. But I still would argue, even if he loses this championship run, that hey, he deserves to be in the top ten. P, what's up, man? I, um, I, that's right. I said it, P. I did it. I think I'm in the minority on uh, between the three of us. Like I, he wasn't in my top ten. Interesting. It's tough. Like if he wins, it's tough to keep him out. Like really, honestly, I got it's it's him. It's him a dream. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I, I think he might be. He might crack the top ten with a win. Like mm-hmm. with, you know, some people don't even have dreams. You know, dream is usually in that. I don't know, 12 to 7 range for most people. Mm-hmm. I, I probably have them like at 10. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But no, I, I never had them in my top 10. Like top 15, top 20, definitely. But I never had them in my top 10. So to answer your question, though, does this put him in the top 10? I, I, I got to see him finish the breakfast, finish his breakfast first. But right I, now, I don't have him at the top 10. I, full time. I think. Honestly, Game Four's performance should make it harder for you to be able to argue him out of the top ten. Let me put it like that, because um, some 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 of the narrative that you would utilize to to put him outside of that top ten includes him showing up in the finals and having a major moment where we saw, oh yeah, if they didn't have him, they wouldn't have won. 
we saw that with LeBron, Giannis, and stuff like that, and even Kobe to a certain extent. But um, yeah, but Giannis is not top ten. That's what okay. I'm saying. Like, okay, but you have Bird, but you have Bird. I would think you have Bird, Duncan, mm-hmm. and Elijah one in your top ten. I don't. I don't. All right, you got Bird and Elijah one in your top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And those, yeah, that's, that's like the, the bottom of my top 10, but yeah, those are top 10 guys. And I agree with you. So for me, it's pushing him further down and pushing some out. So that's for the chat. We'll get, we'll leave that for the chat. That's a great subject for the chat. But for me, some guys are getting ejected because I have them already in my top 10. I won't say where. It's definitely not 10, but I have them in the top 10. So it's, 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 it's very interesting and it should be good fodder for the chat. Now, you know, to be honest, you know, sometimes people, you know, have these uh, these debates and it's right. like you're on polar opposite sides. This is like, okay, I, I get it. If you, ha- I don't have them in my top 10, but if you do, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, you're, right. you know, anyone, just not you guys, anyone that, you know, you're crazy. But yeah, this, this is, this is close. I think this is a, a, like a good debate for chat rooms all over the place. Yeah. And like you said, it's just cool. But go ahead, Mo. And plus, P. 40 point double double. He gave you 10 rebounds. Ugh. I mean, uh, I mean, ugh. 10 rebounds against the Boston Celtics with Robert uh, Williams and Grant Williams and Jason. It's, it's the league. It's, Everybody's it's the game. taller than him, Pete. Everybody's it's the, bigger than him. It's the league him. that we play in now, though. They don't have a sense. Robert Williams is what, 6'8? No, now he's getting short. Now the centers are getting shorter now. Now, now that my man had, had, a, had a 10 rebound night, the sentence is getting shorter now. Now he's 6'7". No, they now. are. They're not by you as a center. Robert right. Williams he, is he, not 6'7". He's the smallest guy on the court during that time, I'll give you up. Yeah, no, he had a great game. Absolutely. I'm just saying, you know, he had a great game. I don't want to take away from Steph. Steph, Steph is going out. So he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite players to watch play basketball like ever now. To be fair to help Steph's legacy, it would be it would be nice if the supporting cast actually came to play on a consistent basis and make it a little bit more easier. With that being said, any explanations on uh, your mother called him Clay, I called him Clay, who had a decent game, mm-hmm. and 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 Draymond. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. Like, hey, you talk about Clay. I'm like the more important person that I'm worried about is Draymond. Because I think Clay is getting into his rhythm. And I think game five, game, game six, we'll see a different yeah. Clay Thompson. But Draymond, hey, brother, where you at? He's been borderline inefficient, and, you know, and, and, and detrimental. And I need him to lock in a little bit more. I need him to be more focused on, hey, winning this championship. And I'm sure he's locked in, but there's a lot of stuff on his plate that doesn't include basketball. And when you have a, a whole bunch of things to get to and you're trying to win a championship, it might take away from your game, especially when your game is all about effort and heart and, you know, and, and want to and being extremely intelligent on the court. I, I, I'm not seeing all those things that I come to associate with Draymond Green right now. And I think that the Warriors have been able to win in spite of that. 
But in order to secure this championship and make me a, a profit by winning this in seven, going to need Draymond Green to step up and, and show up. They're leaving him open for a reason. He has mm-hmm. to make them pay. And I know he has that within him to make them pay because he's done mm-hmm. that in the finals in the past. And like you alluded to earlier, Clay Thompson, another one. But I feel I'm a little bit more confident about Clay coming into his own and getting his rhythm. I think the last two games he played a little bit better than the first two mm-hmm. games, especially game four. He was able to come on late in the fourth quarter. So you, as a go, if you're a Golden State fan, you're probably hoping that rhythm that that he was able to establish in game four, fourth quarter, that transfers over to game five um, okay. early on. Pete, what, what do you think about my man Draymond Green? Stink it up the joint. Let's call it what it is. It's the, the, not that game. Stink up the joint in the whole finals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You got to play better. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's the extracurricular activities off the court, but on the court, he's stinking it up. You know, Clay had an off game, but he had you know hit the big three late in the fourth. Uh, Wiggins actually had a had a decent game, in mm-hmm. the, you know, especially in the fourth quarter. So Wiggins and Clay did show up. It was a little late, but they did show up late. Draymond, he, he just has to play better, or he's going to have to you know sit on the bench. Which I thought it was a good move by Kerr. I know I know what he did to the franchise with the franchise. I know what he means to this franchise, but right now he's a liability out there. So he just has to play better. Another example yeah. of good coaching, P. You see how good coaching looks? I, I know we don't get to see it a lot, especially when we watch Milwaukee. No, but, I mean, <laughs> I give him credit, but that's like a no-brainer. Okay. Like, so, like it's not about being efficient. He just didn't. He was out. There was like, uh, I mean, I give Hill kill credit. He was playing four and five. Mm-hmm. And, and, so and, it, was, it was a good move, but it was obvious. And, and P, but, let, no, let me have my hand a moment. We don't see it's a no-brainer coaching decision, but we've seen other coaches yeah. not make the same type of decision. You know, Coach Bud, just just to name one. I, I, yeah. I I'm done. My, my head of moment is over. Okay, but <laughs> with that being said, I mean, even playing into the whole, and I hate to bring Kevin Durant into this. The shots that play play is. Having like the open threes that he hit was clutch to put him up by four. Um, Steph is drawing three people, and if they're playing four and five, and like we were saying before, not even being up Draymond, now we're talking about two on four now. If they're triple teaming Steph, and Dre is still defending, even on a layup. So if it's extracurricular activities, stop them. Do what you got to do to get back engaged because you're going to have these open looks throughout the entire finals. And to Steph's credit, that 43 looks even more spectacular now because the amount of people they're throwing at and the condition that you need for that game. So hats off to Clay to keep shooting. I don't want him to, to stop. I don't care if he shoots 4 for 15. I know he's thinking that, but he's going to be clutch in these, in these times. Wiggins gave me 15 rebounds and he played I thought very good defense on Tatum. So, yeah. Hey, listen, Gary Payton is is also a big help too when he comes in. So, I mean, this all right now is falling on whether Draymond can make this an easier championship or a, a more tougher, you know, quest for the Holy Grail for Golden State. 
Matt, and he's looking like that most important person, which I thought would be Clay at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow, Draymond. Yeah, I think it's it's an indication of how poorly Draymond has played that we're all just searching for. Hey, this is not the Draymond we're used to seeing or accustomed to seeing, especially this time of the year. And what's different? And that's mm-hmm. that's why you're getting the narrative of hey, maybe it's the podcast, you know, because. We're not accustomed to seeing this type of, of, right. of, of playing from Draymond at this time of the year. And he has to get back in focus. All right. So these are the keys to Golden State winning the championship. What do you see on Boston's end will make, you know, their path not easier? At least give me a clear path for them winning the championship. Go ahead, P. I'm sorry. At this point, make Draymond beat you. Mm, okay. I mean, that's it. Like, you just have to say, you know, make, you know, we're going to just throw everything we can at Steph. Mm. So if we're sticking Draymond, you leave Draymond and double Steph. Mm. Okay. And, and I'm of the thought that they can play the way they're playing. It's just the last mm. five minutes of the game. Mm. The last five minutes of the game. I think Boston has to be a little bit more decisive in what they want to do, a little bit more forceful in in in, in that decision making process. And what I mean by that is, hey, last five minutes of this last game, you got a lot of player would get the ball, make a move to, toward the basket, and kick. Wasn't even thinking about taking that mid range jumper or trying to attack the rim. And they got comfortable with just taking jump shots in the last five minutes. And I think Jason Tatum in the last five minutes may have touched the ball twice or had Hmm. two shot opportunities during that time. And it's just like, it seems that Boston doesn't have a clear cut plan on if the game is close and we're down and it's the last five minutes of the game. What what are we going to do? What is our offensive philosophy? Who are we trying to get it into, into the hands of? Too often, Golden State's defense pushes the ball to market smart. There's a reason mm-hmm. for that. You know what I mean? And I'm wondering, how does Boston get Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown more involved in the offense during that last five minutes of the game? Especially when, when you're talking about close games. Because when it's been close, the games that they've lost, it's basically come down to those last five, six minutes of the fourth quarter where they lost the game. So I think Boston has to get a little bit more locked in on those last five minutes and be, like I said, a little bit more decisive in their decision-making and how they move the ball. But you would think that's good coaching. If they want, listen, Marcus Smart to me is having a good finals, you know, very good finals if you want to look at it. And Steve Kerr is just going to the fact of Marcus Smart's going to be this, so be it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is, is that Jason Tatum saying, I don't want the ball, or am I being denied the ball? Because with me, it, for them, it's turnovers. And Tatum and Brown late in the game are turnover machines. Yeah, cross court basket, ISO dribble, losing the ball. I mean, you know, put that into coaching because you know that they're, they're, they're taking those two out. 
and they're going to have Marcus Smart beat you. So is MA should he run better sets towards getting them the ball in better positions so they're not running to isolation? Because when Jalen Brown has an isolation play with Wiggins or even a smaller Gary Payton, he's losing the ball. When Jason Tatum has it, he's getting bumped, and it's a swipe up hardy move, then I give him the foul, and he's either losing the ball, a cross-court turnover, and jumping in midair. It's just bad decisions with the Celtics with turnovers. I don't know if that's coaching or just the nervousness of being here at this time. And I don't think they're nervous. It could just be an experience. But whatever it is, it's costing them these games. And I know we talked in the past about both of those players needing to tighten up their dribbling as far as taking care of the ball and not costing the team costly turnovers. So, yeah, I don't know. From what I've seen in game four, I... I noticed that, like I said, the last five, six minutes of the game, they seem, it seemed like all the players were consigned to, if I got the ball and I'm able to drive, I'll take the drive, but I'm, I've already made up my mind to kick it. You right. know what I mean? Like I'm driving to, to free up a three point shot and they, they settled for three pointers. They only made one of them, you know? And I think that was, um, I want to say, I I think it was Tatum that made that one one three pointer in the fourth quarter, you know, in the last five minutes, and it's like they settled for those three point jump shots. They didn't take any any sh- shots in the paint in the last five minutes. They stopped, you know, looking for other shots besides the three pointer. Like they got down by three, if and they were acting like it was thirty seconds to go instead mm-hmm. of five minutes. And they right. had to have a three, three, and they kept on shooting threes. And it's like, really? <laughs> right. And I'll let you. I just want to say one quick thing. This team looks like if they win the championship, the Boston Celtics. To me, if everything stays status quo, it doesn't look like two elite players taking that next step. It has more of a Detroit Piston feel towards me. It's a really good team that beat a Golden State team. That's how I feel about Tatum and Brown this series. And Brown is having a, a decent series. But late in the games, it turns me off to say they're not coming into the elite. So I have more of a Detroit Piston feel than two players coming into that hierarchy of very good to great. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. 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 I, I, you're going I, off their performance. So I can see that. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can see that as well because I think they're still learning. It's still coming into their own. And we have to give them a benefit of the doubt. They're still relatively young players. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, but. You know what I mean? So. They're both under 25? Yeah. yeah they, like, and, and to their credit, maybe, maybe I'm holding this success against them, but they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals like three or four times between, between the both of them. So this is only what a one-round difference. Yeah. And. But it's, you know, it's we totally, all saw, but P, it's totally ahead. different though. It, it's I, I gotta believe that Eastern Conference Finals and the championship is totally different. I mean, if you if that if you make it that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're playing 48 minutes of basketball. I don't care if it was opening night or the finals. If it, it's a mindset, you if they're playing basketball. They're playing basketball. That's all they're doing. They're playing a game of basketball. So if you're going to say, oh, it's the finals, the stage, all right, that, that's you. But really, it's just basketball. 
And I say that because, you know, we've seen, you know, Penny and Shaq, we've seen these, there's no guarantee you're getting back here ever. You know what I mean? So I understand they're young. Oh, they might come. No, they might not ever come back. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just how it works. So with the- I'm sure I'm sure Phoenix thought that last year. Oh, Devin Book, but don't worry, you'll be back. So so he may never come back. So with saying that, do you consider Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a superstar duo? No. 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 Potential. Yeah. If they if they win this one, then you know, then we can have revisit that conversation. But right now, no. Up, right, up until year, I wasn't sure they were better than Levine and DeRozan. They, yeah, proved, the, they proved it in the playoffs that they are, but coming in, what would be the difference? Okay. Yeah, I know how I felt about that. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it amazes me how the narrative has changed from the Brooklyn series to this series. Yeah, of course, no, that's the playoffs. That's how you change narrative if you're a player, by ad, ad, advancing in the playoffs. I, I, you know what I mean? To me, that's the measure stick for greatness is the playoffs. If DeMar DeRose and Zach Levine were in the finals right now, I would be saying the same thing about them. Mm-hmm. Now, let me, let me ask you this. If they lose the championship, I'm talking about Boston, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. If they lose the championship, I know you guys don't have them as superstar duos. What would they need to do in order to secure that type of status? Consistency. Come back. Oh, they have to win a chip. <laughs> to me, they have to come back to win the chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, this this is it. Hey, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Hit us up. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're on Discord for every finals game until the end of the season. Hit us up on YouTube. Or email us directly at we need the fifth at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Fellas, I know in the Discord chat we had during game four, there was a, a little issue brought up, comparison, I might say. Initially, it was Grant Hill versus Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. Mm. Um, who were the uh, two questions were asked. Who is the better player and who had the better career? Uh, listen, I know we're up against the clock, so I'll make this quick. I'll say Grant Hill was a better player, clearly for me, and the other two had a better career. Injury, longevity, uh, simple. But yeah, to me, Grant Hill would have been an all-time great. It's not for discussion. Yeah. I don't know he had a discussion on it. I, I, I'm of the same thought, Hill, because I, I, I've, I felt that if Grant Hill was able to stay healthy, he mm. would have been a, a, a earlier version of LeBron for the NBA. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I have no problem. Completely agree. Yeah. So I, I think his injury, injury history um, kind of sidelined him from being the great player that he had the potential to be. Um, uh, talent wise, I I don't think it's that close. Um, now people may say, "Hey, maybe Ray Allen is close to him," but I just I don't know. I I saw a lot of him in Duke where he looked really healthy, and 
Oof. I mean, just go by how history categorizes these plays. I mean, it's not fair, but they categorize Ray Allen and, and Reggie Miller as great shooters, not great players. You know what I'm saying? No one mistakes LeBron James for a great shooter. No one mistakes Kobe Bryant as a great shooter. They find them as all-time great players. We're wondering if Grant Hill is an all-time great shooter. No. Grant Hill, is a, to me, he would have been an all-time great player. These guys were good players. If you want to say very good, okay. I have no problem with that. But we're talking Grant Hill here, an, an all-time great player against great shooters. I, I don't know why the comparison was done anyway, but um, I, I like these guys as players. No offense, and I don't want to knock them in upgrading, you know what I'm saying, or promoting another play, which I'll be doing in Grand Hill. I try to stay away from that, but if you force me to, I'll do it, of course. But, you know, Grand Hill stayed healthy. I, this is not the debate. Yeah. Uh, first, I just want to give credit to um, the All the Smoke podcast from uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, who, you know, did an intriguing interview with Grand Hill. Mm -hmm. um, this is, you know, the, I put the question in our, in our chat room. Grand Hill actually said it. <laughs> like, I'm glad he wasn't bashful. It was, it was, he was really candid. It was like, you know, he didn't want to knock anybody. Mm -hmm. He looked at the top 75 list, and frankly, he was like, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. I was cooking them guys. Right. <laughs> he, he, just, he just said it. You know, anyone knows Grant Hill's a pretty humble guy, so he Very believes this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that made me think, like, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I agree with you guys too. Uh, Career-wise, Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, they got it. Right. But I test, I saw Grant Hill play, I saw the other two guys play. To me, it's, it's I don't want to say, I don't want to do, like I said, I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't want to be disrespectful, but yeah, right. I think Grant Hill was the better talent that I think he would have had yeah. the better career if he was healthy. Right. Um, to take it further, you know, you know, of course, like Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, you know, they, you know, they love Grant Hill. They grew up on Grant Hill, you know, like mm -hmm. we did and everything. And um, Scotty came up. Mm -hmm. I think he was a better talent than Scotty. And I, I had Scotty in my war. That's my guy and all of that. But I think Grant Hill, if healthy, could have had a better career than Scotty Pippen. And to me, a fair comparison. Right. If you yeah. guys do it. Mm -hmm. I would pick Grant Hill. And I would be upset if I pick Scotty. That's a great debate. Right. But that's better comparison than the other two, actually. Yeah, because I remember, you know, Grant Hill was supposed to be the next Jordan. I thought he was ob his game obviously resembled Scotty's more. Right. Yeah. In my opinion, you know, the all around point forward game. You know, so and I think like you said, Mo, both of those guys are like the you know, the precursor to LeBron. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and for me, I, I think I would probably lean more more towards Scotty in the sense that I thought Scotty played was a better defender than Grant Hill and had mm -hmm had better length and that's probably due to the fact that I think Scotty is a little bit taller than Grant Hill if I'm not mistaken. I think Grant Hill Okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought, okay. I thought he was more six seven. And his and history probably won't be fair to Grant and won't have his wins, but Grant on the ball help defense. I used to have to precursor LeBron. Grant was a heck of a defender too. Yeah, definitely. It just I, I felt Scotty was a little bit more aggressive. On a defensive mm -hmm. end, for, absolutely. You know, it would, comparing just those two and how they approach defense. I just, I think, I think the word I'm looking for appreciated Scotty's defense a little bit more than I did Grant Hills. But like you said, both of them are excellent defenders. Yeah, in their prime. What do we got it's on the radar? 
For me, I'm hitting up Netflix. Like I told you guys, I just got through Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie. Not bad flick. Queen Latifah's in that movie. Tobias Harris, Kenny Smith, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. Pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Not the greatest movie ever, but pretty good movie. Decent movie. Also, looking at Netflix series First Kill, Vampire Hunting Series. You know, I'm into the sci fi fantasy stuff. He was on the radar, man. Nice. No, give me a pick, too, Mom. Hmm? Give me a pick, too. Oh, pick. Uh, game five. I got Golden State in a, t- a, a, a real tight one. I think I, I got them winning by like two or three points. I think, like I said, Clay Thompson able to ride the rhythm off of that fourth quarter in game four. Comes out hot, smoking in game five. Steph is going to be Steph. I don't think he's going to give you another 40-point performance. But I think the gravity that he creates because of his performance, uh, in, particularly in game four, is going to open up the floodgates for Wiggins and Poole and um, Clay Thompson. And I think game five, Draymond Green comes back. The real Draymond. Quick, we got one more minute. Pete, go with it. Uh, the wiggle room. I, I had Warriors in six. You know, oh, yeah, more that's right. That's so, right. You're right. I, have to win the next two. I have no wiggle room. And what you got on that? Radar still um, supplying my Ozark addiction right now. Still binge watching Ozark. And uh, I saw that, I think it's like a Barton reunion going on sometime okay. soon. Yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah. Definitely there for that. All right. And I got GS. Game five. It won't be in five, like I said, but I got GS. Game five. 103 to 97. For all you uh, people out there hitting the DraftKings. And uh, on the radar, the boys, and enjoying game five, yo. All right. We got. Welcome to, our, welcome to our new lifestyle, man. The segments of the Zoom. Hey. We need a fit. Zoom life. Don't, don't forget to hit us up on Discord. Check out social media pages for the Discord link. We're in the chat. Every finals game will be in the chat this Monday, 9 p.m. sharp. Hit us up on Discord. That's for the pain of heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we need-